for all of the audio listeners out there. Um, so Abigail has become a raging leftist, <laughs> and I already was. Is canceling all of your favorite superheroes and like what's it called role models from your life now. So. <laughs> Yeah, you better watch out. Since She's coming. When? <laughs> <laughs> Ever since you joined Twitter, it's been it's been altering you. It's, you've changed, I've changed, Abigail. You haven't really. We haven't really spoken since I got you've Twitter. Changed, to be honest. You've changed, Abigail. You've changed. Welcome to the podcast. We're a couple of depressed Gen Z Christians sitting around discussing random crap. From Minecraft YouTubers to the meaning of life. Hi, I'm Scarlett. And I'm Abigail. And we killed Chester again. 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 <laughs> Yeah, he's dead. He's gone. He dead. For real this time. For real, for real. For real this time. And, we um, buried him now. But yeah, as I was saying, we're not we're not stupid. I promise. We promise. We promise. We promise. We're outside today. We are outside today. I already said that, but I'm saying it again. Yeah. Because let's let's tell the people, the audio listeners love you Gosh. to death, about what just occurred. So it is currently what time is it? It's 8.51 p.m. Storming mosquitoes. I know, they're, they're horrendous. I've been bitten like 20 times. Oh, same. We were supposed to start, or we met to record at 7.45. Mm-hmm. It has been over an hour. And what we were going to do, we were going to go to the library and Scarlet like rented out this whole, like, not conference room, but like meeting room that we were going to record in. And we, I felt so, like... Bougie bougie and professional i felt professional and then the interface didn't work (laughs) it the audio interface died we're sitting here with our mics out like yeah they were all set up yeah i turn on the audio interface and then it just dies yeah i've been using this audio interface every day for like months so i should have thought to bring up backup batteries but it's still frustrating because like i haven't like, I've been using it every day, but I haven't, like, been excessively using it. Yeah. Like, for hours and hours. Yeah. <sighs> we didn't have batteries. And so now yeah. we're here. So, we drove back to Scarlett's house, and now we're recording outside. Mm-hmm. It's great. We're getting eaten by mosquitoes, but it's nice outside, so I don't really, nice. I don't care that much. I don't know if you can hear the crickets. Before, the cicadas were, like... Yeah. Having a time. The cicadas were very good. This is our... <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to quote what I said earlier. This is a undisclosed state in the <laughs> southern vicinity, but also close to Mexico summer night. Yes. That's that's what's happening today. <laughs> <laughs> that. That's what's happening. So, it has been a very, very, very long time since we recorded. It's true. It's been weeks and weeks. Like a long time. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Crazy stuff. So today, we're probably going to ramble, but we might talk about gender. We might talk about Barbie. We might talk about something else. Yes, we might. We're going to do the funnies. We're going to do... Today's funny, silly day. Yes. Today's funny, ketchup, silly day. Yes. And maybe Barbie. And Oh, yes. I would like to talk about Barbie. Yes, and absolutely Barbie. So, now. Yes. Scarlett. Yes. How are you and what have you been up to in these past few weeks that I haven't seen you? I have continued to work mm-hmm. 11 hour shifts every day. Mm-hmm. Healthy, good for you, yep. At my preschool mm-hmm. and also at my um, 
swimmy school. At my swimmy swimmy. Sorry, I just I zoned out because I um I I I've been saying things without R's to imitate and make fun of my three year olds <laughs> and four year olds that I teach. And it just occurred to me that preschool without the R is just P school. <laughs> P school. <laughs> P school. <laughs> and anyways, that's where my brain has been. P school. So I think that it's been good for me to work so many hours. And like, to put in perspective, before I was working, I, I was actually working at the swim job, but I was also a student. And so being a student, being a content creator and working mm-hmm. swim job, I was probably working more like 60 to 80 hours a week. Yeah. When right now I'm working like only 50 hours, 50 to 60 hours a week. So I think that... Which is still a lot, by the way. It is a lot. It is a lot. But I think when I say it, some people don't realize that like how different yeah. working 50 hours of teaching and like manual labor is mm-hmm. versus like editing more hours of editing yeah. or planning, st- like studying or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, how are you? Did you say, you didn't say how you were. You said what you were doing. Oh, I'm depressed. Yeah. And very gender dysphoric, but yeah. that will part will probably be cut. Question. Um, Genuine question that we can cut out. Mm-hmm. Why are you not comfortable with talking about that on the podcast? About um, gender dysphoria? Just because I don't know what I believe about it. Mm-hmm. So maybe I should talk about it. Even just the fact that you experience it? Like, I don't know how to struggle well with gender dysphoria. Right. And so I think that something that I am very afraid of is having the trans community Mm -hmm. shoot me down for not transitioning. Mm -hmm. And having the Christian community shoot me down for thinking about it. Mm. So... Yeah. 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 Well, fuck that. So, just yeah. saying. But maybe we should talk about. Maybe we should. Maybe I should talk about it. You um, can do whatever you're comfortable with. I was just wondering. Yeah. Because again, the the podcast is, we're connecting with, people around our age. Because I think there's a lot of. Struggle, with being Gen Z and yeah. living in the world that we're living in right now. Yeah. And I think you experience, specifically you experience a lot of, like, the big stuff that a lot of Gen Z people deal with and feel. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, And I think it's very powerful to have someone that understands. Yeah. But also us being able to have our voices out there and saying that actually no we are believers we are christians yeah and we don't hate you yeah i think that's important yeah i'm just talking do what you want (laughs) yeah i think that i think that is good i think i think there's a good likelihood that i'll keep a lot of this in So, audio listeners, you got to hear my out of podcasting voice. Yeah. <laughs> my my grumbly. Welcome back to content. Welcome Abigail. back to content. We're back in content land, and I'm gonna start talking like this now. Anyways, Yay! but yeah. So, audio listeners, I do have gender dysphoria, as you just heard Yay! us talk about. Um, but yeah, talking to you guys, and not just talking to Abigail here. <laughs> um. Yeah, all of what she's saying is true. All of what I said is true. I don't really know what to do with 
the fact that I have gender dysphoria. Mm -hmm. And I have talked to several other Christians um, on online spaces and in in-person spaces who also struggle with gender dysphoria and also have no idea what the fuck to do. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, I think if you are a gender dysphoric Christian or non-Christian, or if you are a transgender, like identifying as transgender Christian or non-Christian, non-Christian listening, um, just know that you aren't alone. And like, especially to my trans and gender dysphoric Christians out there, like, um, I'm praying for you and you got this. We will figure it out together, okay? <laughs> because I think that, you know, for me, I, I have had a lot of trouble like jumping straight to transitioning because like, one because I would because of a, like the discrimination that I would face, but also because I just want to like do what honors God, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that transitioning dishonors God, but I just in case it does, I haven't. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, just in case it in case it doesn't honor God, then you haven't. Exactly. I'm like, I really want to understand the theology of what I believe about gender before I transition, because right now right. I have no idea what I believe about right. the theology of gender. So So we're just kind of existing right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I um I think that for me as a Christian struggling with gender dis as a trans Christian, mm-hmm. not just a Christian who struggles with gender dysphoria, but a trans Christian. Mm-hmm. Um all I want is to do what's best. Right. And to follow Jesus. And following Jesus usually helps me know what's best. Yeah. <laughs> and so if what Jesus has for me is not to transition, even if I don't understand it, mm-hmm. that's what's best for me and that's what I'm going to do. Right. And that will be my decision. Right. Not your decision. Correct. Not anyone's decision. That will be my decision. Yep. But if what's best for me is to transition and that's what Jesus wants for me, mm-hmm. then I'm going to do that. Right. And I think that, and that's, and that's where I don't know what's best for me. Right. I don't know what God wants from me right now in this area. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I do know that what God has for me is what's best for me because God is good and because God loves me, mm-hmm. and because He can see farther than I can. Yep. Yeah. We lied. We're talking about serious stuff today. <laughs> <laughs> L. We'll, we'll do some. <laughs> we reeled you in with the clickbait. We're doing funnies <laughs> today. Bam! Gender dysphoria. <laughs> I feel like the title of this podcast should be "Ha ha funny gender dysphoria." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus Barbie. <laughs> Less Barbie. Yeah. Plus Barbie. Um. So. But yeah. Something I also wanted to talk about. Oh no, it's Lisa. We're just oh, not gonna yes. talk. We're just not gonna talk yes. about Barbie. We're gonna say we're gonna talk about Barbie, and then we're not <laughs> going to. It's just never gonna happen. Okay, sorry. But um, yeah, no, no. Um, I think that I want to talk about the trans label. Okay. And trans how... asterisk, asterisk, yes. or trans asterisk. I have never heard of that really? until I read or started reading Embodied by President mm. Sprinkle. I had never heard of that before. Neither have I, but I have seen it several other places as well. I think really? I saw it on the Trevor Project used okay. as trans asterisk. Hmm. So um, the word trans, 
I think is a lot broader than people think it is. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> for example, there are some conservative websites that I have found myself on looking for gender answers. It, it's been not a good time. Yeah. But where they've been like, all right, before we get started, we're going to define the words transgender. Somebody who has decided that they want to be uh, the other one, the other gender that's <laughs> the not the gender one. they were born, and choose to pursue surgery. Mm-hmm. So their definition of transgender is somebody who has, has transitioned. fully transitioned medically, mm-hmm. not just not not even socially isn't even like a part of yeah. their definition, which I think it's is like oh, well in that definition then <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I I like that Preston Sprinkle. I know I've seen it other places the trans asterisk meaning like it includes people with gender dysphoria mm-hmm. who have not transitioned yet. Or people with gender dysphoria who choose not to transition. Mm-hmm. I think that's totally fine. Like, I would consider myself trans, even though right. I haven't transitioned medically. Right. I haven't. I don't use the other pronouns in most spaces. The other ones? <laughs> the not-she-her ones. Yeah. So, like, I lost my train of thought. But, yes, yeah. yeah. Trans asterisk. Trans asterisk, Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of uh, people, yeah, it's just, it's the same thing with gay and same-sex attracted, like. Yeah, it's like, here's your Christian label. Yeah. <laughs> same-sex attracted, struggling with homosexuality. Yeah. It's like, they mean, the, I mean, gay, that's just, it's just, it just means what it means. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean you're actively dating someone of the same gender or sex. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what that means. It means you are same-sex attracted. Yeah. It's it's the same. Yes. You're just putting a prettier word to it because you don't like how the other one sounds. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah, I definitely miss back when I was working at a different child care facility that was not a preschool facility. It was just like mm-hmm. at a church when the kiddos would come up to me and be like, you're a boy. <clears throat> and I was like, no, I'm a girl. They'd be like, no, I don't believe you. You're a boy. And then I was like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <But> Score. Then, <laughs> right. Anyways. Yeah. I've talked a lot and you haven't talked very much. I like listening. Do you have anything to say? I don't struggle with to? this really. So I think it's more important for you to say what you need to say than for me to say. Yeah. Random stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's more meaningful coming from someone who deals with that yeah. than someone who doesn't. I've, I'm friends with, obviously with you, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in like other people who either are gay, say they used to be gay, struggled with gender dysphoria. Um, and I'm an empath, so I... Like, I see that, and I see how that affects other people, but I have not experienced it firsthand yeah. to myself. There's some there's some vicarious stuff, but there's not any firsthand experiences, so. Yeah. By the way, if you hear that, it's an airplane. Sorry. Sawi. <laughs> Sawi chat. Sawi chat. Chat. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't not call the, the listeners chat the audio I'm sorry. listeners i'm sorry audio listeners love you to death love you to death scarlet doesn't love you to death i i love you to life 
Anyways. Oh. Um, I, I have a question for you. Yes? Was there any point at which you s- suspected that I had gender dysphoria before we had that one conversation where I discovered that I had gender dysphoria while talking to you? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't remember. Hmm. <laughs> dissociating. I, I've dissociated for so long that I have no idea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I did, then clearly it wasn't that big of a deal because yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh yeah, that that conversation I do want to talk about though. Mm. It was really funny. So, right, I had so for for real quick actually before I talk about this conversation, I do just want to talk real quick about what gender dysphoria is. Okay. Because there have been a few big moments in my life where I've come out to people and they have no idea what that means. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what gender dysphoria means. So, um, gender dysphoria. I think the technical definition is like the distress caused by incongruence with gender identity and the sex assigned at birth. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, they're like, well, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. And I'm with you there because it's a lot of big words. Mm-hmm. But basically, um, when somebody, when you're born, you know, they look and they're like, ah, it's a she <laughs> or it's a he. And that doesn't just mean, oh, this is like the genitalia you have or whatever, but it also means this is what, who you're going to be for your whole life. This is what yeah. your gender is, the imposed gender that uh, is assigned for you of what, how you're going to act and what you're going to look like and what you're going to wear and what you're going to do and what your roles are in society and all of that stuff. That's gender. And biological sex is the actual, like, what you are when you come out of the womb. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, as you can imagine, if you woke up in the body of a different sex one day, mm-hmm. you would probably feel pretty disoriented. <laughs> this isn't right. And confused mm-hmm. and angry. And, like, think about, like, if you're, you know, wh- whatever, you, you wake up as in a different biological body. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to go outside and it's going to feel so weird. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, like, want to dress in a way that, like, doesn't show what doesn't feel like is a part of you Mm. and and let's say that you 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 were a boy and all of a sudden you wake up as a girl someone calls you a she you're like no that's not right yeah it's just it's just wrong but also I I think that that analogy doesn't even do it justice because it's not just that Mm -hmm. it's such a big like for me at least I know people experience dysphoria in different ways but Mm -hmm. I feel physical pain like when somebody calls me a she sometimes Physical pain. But yeah, I feel pain in my chest and in mm-hmm. the back of my shoulders. Mm. And I feel creeping like a, like a serum, like itching mm. all through my veins that like comes all the way up to my fingertips on my arms. Mm. Um, especially sometimes when I hear she, especially when I'm wearing clothes that like really accentuate my feminine features. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's not just conscious for most people I think Mm -hmm. it is it is like physical feeling it is like emotional feeling that we can't control Mm -hmm. um that's the other thing emotionally I just feel like overwhelming revulsion to myself to my body at least not Mm -hmm. not necessarily to myself but just to my body right and just to the way that I am perceived just because it feels so wrong Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's gender dysphoria for ya. Yay! And I first started learning about what dysphoria was um, whenever I was a, like, <laughs> when I was going through COVID. 
um, a few uh, years yes. ago, and I met some online friends, and they were like, we have weird trans, you know, we have gender dysphoria, and I was like, well, what's that? And they described it, and I was like, I good- have that. Was, well, actually, I was like, it's a good thing I don't have that, because that sounds horrible. <laughs> I would hate to be you. And I never want to be. I'd hate to be you. And then I was really transphobic. <laughs> and and homophobic as well. I don't think I actually, like, I don't think I actually had a lot of confrontations where I was legitimately, like, mean or hateful to somebody mm-hmm. to their face. But mm-hmm. I definitely had a lot of thoughts. And I think it was because really? I felt that way. Not, well, like, hatred towards the person, okay. but just, like, this is stupid. Why would anybody do this? Mm-hmm. Because that means that I... Deep down, I knew, like, I, I've gone back to journal mm-hmm. journaling mm-hmm. stuff that I've done, where it's, like, deep down, I knew that I was that way. Mm. And so, seeing other people live so freely and embracing that part of their life yeah. made me very jealous and angry mm-hmm. because I knew that I would never be able to do that. Yeah. Or at least that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, I, I actually started writing a speech about about this, mm-hmm. and the intro is going to be, by their standards, I should be trans. Hmm. Like, like I would be, I would be trans if I could be. Yeah. If, if, if what they're saying is true, so it can't possibly be true, hmm. because I can't be this way. Hmm. Like, I can't. Like, that would just be the end of the world. Hmm. Um... Hence our conversation mm-hmm. where I was like, yeah, you know, I don't have gender dysphoria, but also I hate being female and I really want to be a man. <laughs> Those words did leave my mouth. That is not a joke. And then I remember Abigail just like looked at me and I was just like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, because at that point it had been pretty recent that a very, very close friend of mine had come out to me hmm. first as gay, but also was struggling with gender dysphoria hmm. at that time. Really? Yes. I did not know that was happening yeah. right then. It was, or at least like a year before, a few months before, if yeah. I'm thinking correctly. So yeah, it, it was it's interesting because I feel like a lot of the times when stuff happens to you or like you realize <laughs> something, I'm yeah. like, I went through this not that long ago, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I do remember... I don't remember, but I do know that hearing that at the time, I would have been like, are you sure? Because I have a lot of evidence that says otherwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, I definitely, I remember, because, you know, you don't really have the words or the language or like the, mm-hmm. like the way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because for so long, I just didn't know it was dysphoria that I was right. feeling. It, to me, it was just a, a weird feeling mm-hmm. and like fe- the bad feeling, you know. Trademark. Because like, because when I said, whenever I realized that, like in that moment, all these memories came flooding back to me to like mm-hmm. when I was going through puberty, just like looking in the mirror and just feeling like, like shit mm-hmm. and just feeling like garbage. Can you tell we're in a mood tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. But I, I actually do remember a few times dressing up really, like, femininely mm-hmm. and trying so hard to be like, this is a good thing. I'm yeah. fine. And sometimes for a few moments I would be like, yes, this is a good thing. It is a good thing to be a sexy female. <laughs> and then I would be like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so. 
<laughs> That's so much fun. There's my rant for <laughs> thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I'm always happy to be at your TED Talk. Um, but yeah, I actually recently listened to a really good podcast episode that I'm actually going to put a link in the description Ooh. below. It was an unaffirming Christian interviewer interviewing a trans Christian. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so well done. Really? Like, it was really, really good. I mm. want you to listen to it. It was yes. amazing. Because the unaffirming Christian interviewer, even though they were, like, not saying... They, they would believe that, that transitioning is a sin, I believe. Mm-hmm. He would believe that transitioning is a sin. But um, he was still super loving. Mm. And the focus of the episode was on the trans Christian mm-hmm. and her story. Mm-hmm. And her experiences and mm-hmm. what it means to be a trans Christian. Yeah. For the purpose of his listeners, who are probably mostly conservative, yeah. to understand. That's awesome. I love that. And for him to understand. But he, you know, they had been friends for a few years. I um, do I do love that though. I think that's really important for people to see that there yeah. can be Christians who this sounds like such a negative term, who are unaffirming towards that, but don't hate you. Yeah still love you and it can still be friends with you yeah like it's not a oh I know this person but we're not friends we don't talk really I just know of them and they're just gonna be on my show so I can understand no they were friends is what I'm picking up on yeah and I I love that I think that's so great yeah I think it's very important for everyone but also especially Christians to know a wide range of people to be able to understand a wide range of beliefs and yeah. thought processes, proceeds, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and worldviews, so we can understand why people do the things that they do and think the things that they do. Yeah. Because we tend to get in our little bubble and say things like, I don't care, that's just wrong. When instead, you could listen and yeah. see and say, oh, I understand where you're coming from. I see that. I get that. Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. And I think that's really great that he did that. Yeah. Good for him and good yeah. for her. Yeah. And I wish exactly what you're saying. I wish that I, I'm actually going to tell a story that I've told you before. I'm mm-hmm. going to try and shorten it as much as possible. But someone who used to be in my old care group, which for those of you guys who don't know, a care group is like, I think, I think usually pretty standard. It's like, a few families or, like, just people, like, adults who gather in their homes every few weeks or every week um, just to talk about, like, usually they go to the same church just to talk about, like, the sermon or, like, mm-hmm. what God's teaching them and just, like, share a meal and just, like, have Christian fellowship. That's right. what sort of care group was. So I've been in one for a little bit, and one of the ladies said that when she became a Christian, she was a teenager who is addicted to alcoholic she was a very unhealthy alcoholic oh i know this which story. drinking alcohol by the way we don't believe it's a sin you're totally chill <laughs> but i think that m- most christians believe that getting drunk isn't really okay right especially like being addicted to getting drunk is just like a a, a problem right <laughs> you know um so when she got saved when she became a christian there was like a Baptist rally or whatever. The Baptist pastor mm-hmm. was like preaching the gospel or whatever. And then afterwards they were like, if you want to become a Christian, come forward and we'll pray for you and we'll mm-hmm. talk about becoming a Christian. And so she came forward and ended up with a Baptist pastor's wife who was very prim and very proper mm-hmm. and like very elegant. And she was 
my care group uh, friend said that she was certain that the Baptist pastor's wife never had a drop of alcohol in her whole mm-hmm. life. Baptists are very well known for being very anti-alcohol. Basically, it came down to where the where my my friend was like, if I'm gonna follow Jesus and be saved, do I have to stop being an alcoholic? Mm-hmm. Do I have to give up drinking? Mm-hmm. And the Baptist pastor's wife said, No. Yeah. Jesus loves you right where you are. Mm-hmm. And he accepts you right where you mm-hmm. are. So obviously we, we think that drunkenness is wrong. And, and for people listening and, and for Christians who think that also like sleeping around or sleeping with people of the same sex or transitioning is wrong, I think that the same rule applies. Absolutely. Jesus loves you exactly where you are. Absolutely. And so even if it's wrong, like we should still be opening the church gates absolutely like and inviting gay and trans Mm non-christians to know jesus Mm -hmm. um you know i don't know it's no absolutely when when i think in contrast what we've seen the christian church doing is saying no you're not welcome here like you have to change you have to change first and then you can become a christian i don't know anywhere in the bible where jesus said you have to be straight Jesus never called anyone to be straight. Yeah. Jesus, what Jesus did say, or what Jesus, what Jesus did do, was he went to people who were cast out. Mm-hmm. He went to people who the teachers of the law hated yeah. and said were unclean and said were unworthy. And he said, follow me. I love you. You're mine. That's yeah. what he said. And I think... It's very upsetting when people don't realize that. One, when people who aren't Christians don't realize that that's actually the heart of Jesus. Yeah. And two, when Christians don't live that out. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's just, it would be so, it's so upsetting. Jesus never said that you had to change to come to him. Yeah. Because, first of all, that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> we can't do it without him. Yeah. It's not possible. Um, we can't change. Yeah. To become like him without him. And I it feels like Christians today have been like, "No, you can't be a Christian because of this." Yeah. But it's like if you looked that person in the eye and told them that they can't be a Christian if they lied, <laughs> or if they can't be a Christian because they got drunk once. Yeah. If if that was the case, no person on the planet could be saved by the Lord. Yeah. But thankfully, since that's not the since that is not the case, and since it actually has to do with Jesus and what he did, mm-hmm. it's never what we do. It's what he did. Yeah. That's how we can be saved. That's how we can have communion and fellowship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wish people realized that. Yeah. And I wish people understood that. First, like I said, Christians need to understand that and need to get that. That is yeah. a must. Yeah. That's not just a, oh, I wish you did. No, you need to. You have to. Yeah. That is your job. It's not your job to save people, but it is, it is your job to love people. Yes. Absolutely. And I wish that people who aren't Christians 
would also see that. Yeah. That they do not have to change to come to the Lord. Because you can't. (laughs) You can't become more like Jesus without him. Yeah. Because I think, I feel like so many more people would be willing to come to Jesus if they knew that they did not have to change in order to do so. Yes. So, anyway, there's my spiel. Jesus loves you, by the way. All, all listeners, all audio listeners love you to death, yeah. whether if, if you're a Christian or not. Because I do mm-hmm. know that we have some, we do have some non-Christian, a lot of non-Christian, lot of listeners. non-Christian listeners. Probably over half of our listeners are non-Christian, <laughs> I would reckon. I want to say that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Mm-hmm. We love you very much. It's true. You're very deeply loved, mm-hmm. more than you could ever understand. And I'm saying this because I think that is the only thing that truly matters. Yeah. Is that you are deeply loved beyond anything you could ever imagine Mm -hmm. or begin to imagine. I believe that the God who created the entire cosmos and knows the name of every gnat and ant and knows and mosquito and mosquito no matter how much i hate them <laughs> <laughs> and knows the number of grains of sand mm-hmm. also numbers the hairs on your head because he cares for you because mm-hmm. he loves you i believe that the god who is so vast and so mighty looks at you and delights in you just because you are a person because he loves you because he loves people he loves all people. There's this thing that I saw. I actually posted it on the um, We're Not Stupid, I Promise Instagram story. But it was someone's reel of this, this guy. He, um, he's a Christian. He just he does jokes and stuff online. Um, yeah, and he had a vision of like the church going into battle against gay and trans people and blah, blah. And, all the other people that are stereotypically <laughs> against that Christians are against. And he had a vision that that was happening and that God said, stop that they're supposed that you're supposed to love them and that God does not want to see anyone destroyed. And I think that's so important because you hear a lot of people saying you're going to hell, you're going to be sent to hell, but God does not want to see anyone destroyed. That is not what he wants. What he wants is for his people, which is every human being, to be with him. Because since he is vast and the God of the universe that created everything, he knows best, obviously. And I've done a lot of thinking myself, wondering, is God actually good? Is God the epitome of goodness? Or does he have evil inside of him? Or does he have anything bad inside of him? And after lots and lots of pondering and (laughs) watching and noticing who the Lord truly is, I don't believe that he is bad or evil. I believe that he is the epitome of goodness and everything that is good. And because of that, he knows what is right and what is the best for us. And the best thing for us is to be with him because he knows Not because he's selfish, but just because he knows that he is the only thing that's worthwhile and that can actually satisfy humans. Because we were made for him. 
So anyway, if you if all of that went over your head, keep this one single thing in mind. You are deeply loved beyond anything you could ever begin to imagine. And I believe that wholeheartedly. I believe that with my entire being. You are deeply, deeply loved by us and by the God that created everything. <laughs>